And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you. This is Ash Wednesday this evening, the beginning of Lent, this 40-day preparation leading into Easter. Uh, and we will have uh, imposition of ashes and celebrate communion this evening as well. But uh, I thought I'd talk a bit about kind of Ash Wednesday. I had some uh, people over for supper last night. I like to do a Shrove Tuesday gathering with uh, some friends. Uh, and while we were having dinner, the question came up about why does the date for Ash Wednesday move around so much? Um, so there were some people at the table that just weren't really sure why, you know, and, and or, or even not only why does Ash Wednesday move around, but why does Easter move around? Ash Wednesday moves around because Easter does. And for whatever reason, way, way, way back, and in the beginning of the church, uh, in the 300s, it was decided that Easter would be uh, the first Sunday after the first full moon, after the spring equinox. That's what they came up with. Kind of had to do with how the, the Jewish people did Passover, which also kind of floated around. So we've been stuck with this for a long time, that Easter is just this movable feast, uh, a movable Sunday, unlike Christmas, which is always December 25th. There's some other days that have uh, specific dates on the, on the calendar. And, and we got to talking, and I, I know it, as I've kind of read about this on websites and looked into it, there has been a movement, at least among some Christians, to try to fix Easter to also be a specific day. Not to float around, but to always be, you know, April, second Sunday of April, or uh, something like that. And we started talking about that last night, and how that would make things a little easier. I think it'd be easier on the school schedules. They wouldn't have to be adjusting spring break every year. Uh, based on when Easter is and uh, when they interfere with vacations and, uh, and some other things. And, and I think at some level there's some sense in that, but I started thinking about that. And there is a real gift in how the date moves around. Now it's not always the same calendar day every year or this kind of fixed date like some others, there's something special about it moving around, that refusal to be constrained by the calendar and the rhythm of the non-church world. Even though it might be more convenient to do that, there's something special that it, it moves by its own rhythm, kind of forcing us who follow Jesus, who are in the church, to remind ourselves that we're not to be constrained by the rhythms of the world. This kind of stands as a prophetic voice that we follow God's time, or church time, kind of our own time. It stands as a reminder that we who are the body of Christ, who are the church, live also by our own calendar and our own 
schedule, the liturgical year, the cadence of the, of the church year. We are in the world, but not conformed to the world. And in a lot of ways, we've conformed ourselves to the world in ways that are not always helpful to us. And so let's have this one thing that we don't conform ourselves to the world to not make it easier for them or make it easier for us. Something special about Lent being at a different time every year. And so this time of Lent stands out like by, by refusing to submit to that need for temporal control. That we adjust ourselves to the rhythm of the calendar, not force the calendar to adjust to us. There's something prophetic in that. And I also like that Lent, as a, as a, a church season, there is no Hallmark card for Lent. There are no TV specials for Lent or for Ash Wednesday or Monday Thursday or Good Friday. There might be some things about Easter, but Lent is kind of, it's been left alone. It has not been commercialized in really in any way, not that I can think of. There's no Peanuts Ash Wednesday special. You know, there's no Country Maundy Thursday special. That's kind of prophetic as well. And there is, on this Ash Wednesday, another prophetic act. The, the prophetic voice doesn't always have to be just words, things that we say, but our actions. By coming here for Ash Wednesday worship, for celebrating Lent, that action itself is kind of a prophetic act to say that I am going to slow down for 40 days. I'm going to take time to meditate, to think, to contemplate my life. And Lent is also prophetic because of the sign of the ashes. It's a kind of prophetic act as well, to be marked by the ashes. As we say the words, from dust you are made, and to dust you shall return. That's an important message in a culture that doesn't always want to uh, admit to the truth of death and that often fears death, that fears growing old, that some seems to fear aging. You know, Ash Wednesday, from dust you were made and to dust you shall return. It says not only that we'll, that we'll die, we admit that, we are mortal. We are mortal beings. It's not, we don't say that as a statement to depress us. At least I hope that's not how it comes across. Not a statement to depress us, to destroy our hope or to make us impotent to act, but as a message of hope and a call to action. Remind us we all are growing older. We all are slowly dying. And so today, it's a way to also say today you are alive. Remember today you are alive. Remember the precious gift that is life. While you are here, make the most of today. Face your mortality. Make today count. Make tomorrow count. Make the day after tomorrow count. Pay attention. Bear witness to God working in our midst and give up that which is not godly. Give up those things that separate us from God or that separate us 
from one another. And the world can be a whirlwind, a frenzy, all these mixed messages that we get from commercials and magazines and these top 10, you know, 10 ways to improve yourself, 10 ways to make yourself better and often contradicting each other or just piling on the guilt because we're not doing all of it. All these messages from so many directions. And in the midst of all of that come these quiet words of the church and that come at a different time every year to say quietly, almost to whisper, remember from dust you are made and to dust you will return. It's a way of saying we don't have to run the rat race, we don't have to pretend to be someone that we're not. Don't have to cover ourselves up because in the church we know who we are. And God knows who we are, that we are dust. But a very special kind of dust God made you. And so you are special because God made you. But also we are all made of dust and so we are also all alike. There's some humbling in that. Something to remember and meditate on in Lent. That we don't have to follow the world's timetable necessarily or follow the messages that aren't that don't fit with the message that we hear in the church. It lent also a time to remember that we are all broken vessels. Broken somewhere, somewhere in our lives or something that's not quite right. Something we did, something we wish that we had done, something that we didn't do the way that we wish we had, something that's been done to us, whatever. Probably, I don't know of anyone that doesn't have some moment in their life that they wish they could redo, take back, have a do-over. And so we've decorated our table for Lent with uh, some broken pottery on there to remind us that we're all, some way, broken. We all have a tendency to sin, uh, and yet we are all also whole whole enough to carry God's spirit and to be filled to capacity with grace. God can still use us. That's all God has, is us. To use us to do God's work in the world. We all have capacity to be filled with grace and to overflow with it. And and I think in, in my experience I found that it's those who are broken who admit the brokenness. The more broken, the more leaks and the more holes there are in us, the more leaks and holes there are for God's grace to pour out through us, for God's love to pour out through us, because he can't stop up every hole, every break. From dust you are made, and to dust you shall return. And This year we're saying it on February 18th, next year we'll say it on a different day and a different day the year after that, almost as kind of a surprise to the world. Never knows when we're going to stand up and say those words. And so for tonight and in Lent, it's a moment to stop, to take a breath, to look around, to notice the life that is around us, to take a look at our own broken places, our own 
dark places and admit to them instead of trying to run away or cover them up. But to admit to it, to own it, and to give them to God and not that God will take it away because I think God lets us live with those broken places because that's where there is power to transform us into someone better, into someone more faithful, someone more loving, someone more able to also help mend the world and transform the world. God's grace lets us keep those broken places, transforming it from the, that hidden basement where we might want to hide it to putting it on a shelf because grace has taken away the guilt and the shame and the anxiety and the worry about it all and so that grace can then flow from it to be the light shining into the world. To touch the world with that transforming power of God's love. Transformation is what we're talking about this year during Lent. God's grace is a gift. Not something that we earn, but something that God has given to us. And remember that also during Lent, that we have God's grace, God's love. And Lent is a time to just stop and remember that and to refocus ourselves to, and, and to become then better sharers of God's grace, of God's love. It's a moment to step out of the routine of our, our regular lives, our lives during the rest of the year, a moment to step out of that routine, to step out of the calendar that wants to tell us who we are and remember that who we are is God's people. We're made by God, loved by God, cradled by God, called together by God. We are God's people. And Lent, these 40 days, is a time to consider maybe how those regular patterns of our daily life might also be derailing our spiritual life and to let go of those things that aren't helping our spiritual life that aren't helping us to be good disciples and to be followers of Jesus and a time to recenter ourselves back into God's time and God's transforming love and God's transforming grace. And so may this Lent, these next 40 days, be a time of spiritual healing, spiritual growth, and spiritual transformation for all of you. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.